fasten your seatbelt. I am taking you for the oh, ride of your life. I'm going to show you what this car can really do. Are you ready? I am ready. Hang on. Okay. Here we go. Hold on to your butts. Go get him, kid. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. Not a tumor at all. If you're going to ask me, so you can go ahead and ask me what you're going to ask me. And my natural response could be to get offended. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. All right, all right, all right. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week. 30 years in the making. It is the 30-something movie podcast. I am your host, John Reed. As always, I have my, uh, let's see, for, for King Ralph, what, what do I want to call you guys? The um, Well, the Dukes of Earl. The, the Dukes of Earl. Duke, I have with Duke, me the Dukes Duke, of Earl. There we go. Duke of Earl. Duke, Earl. Duke, I love that Duke song. Duke of Earl. Yep. Um, actually when I, when I sent out a text message about what movies we were recording, like back to back here for the podcast, I was like, all right, we're going to be recording King Ralph and the commitments. I was like, that actually sounds like a band name. It, yeah, does. it does. King Ralph and it the commitments. Does. So yeah, it does. So spoiler alert, the commitments are next week, but, um, so yes, yeah, so we are, this is beginning our month of July. This is kicking off our, uh, oddly enough, uh, around about the same time we celebrate Independence Day, we're going to hop across the pond for our movies uh, for the rest of this month of July. So uh, mm-hmm. we will be in the, uh, I think all of our movies are in the United Kingdom, so, and Ireland. Uh, so we're, we're off, uh, we're off on, on that side of the ocean, that side of the earth. So, um, yeah, so I've got with me my Dukes of Earl. Um, I was about to say Dukes of Hazard. That's not the same thing. Different, different, different show. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Now them hazard yes. boys, uh, them boys. So as, as you them can hear, boys. yep, there you go. As you can hear, I have the the dulcet tones of Bo Warmbold. Yo, that was very dulcet, yo. <laughs> I thought so. Okay, yo, it's not a word according to Scrabble. Remember, really? <laughs> oh, there's all kinds. Of I bet great... it is. I bet it is now. <laughs> oh, probably is. Yeah, <laughs> that was from. I, I was. I was doing. The, wasn't that? In the, that's the in the movie. Oh yeah. That's oh, yeah. yeah. That's the word. He, yeah. 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 Um, and then, uh, as you can hear, Pat Canigallo is also here. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. That's probably not uh, Scrabble. You can't, probably can't do hey, hey either. Yeah, I'm not. What is my, my brother is uh, pretty, uh, he's a smart guy and he's really good at Scrabble. And I remember my, um, cousin was, uh, is older than us. And he came back, she came back from college and brought a friend with her and was visiting us, you know, and my brother was there and, and my brother was like a, you know, seventh or eighth grade at the time, maybe a little bit younger, yeah, maybe fifth or sixth. Anyways, long story short, they sat down, we were playing this big Scrabble game, just family Scrabble game. My cousin was in from college and everything like this. And my brother just cleaned up. He cleaned up. I mean, he would sit there and read the Scrabble dictionary before bed and then other, like he was, you know, and uh, I remember he got done and just to turn the knife a little bit. Cause I think according to the story, like my cousin was not maybe the happiest and, you know, and you know, got a little competitive and he goes, huh, bet you have second thoughts now about blowing all that cash on a big college education. When this little sixth grader can whoop your butt at Scrabble and like walked out of the room, just totally dropped the mic. And it was like, Oh boy, you know, that's good. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Yeah. I don't play Scrabble. I'm not, 
you know, I'm not any good at that stuff. <laughs> uh, little little pro tip here: you got to figure out the really good uh, two letter words, and yeah. you, you got to figure out the words that you, where you can use a Q without using a U. Really? So so pro tip: the word Q A T is an acceptable Scrabble word, and it does not use a U with the Q, and it's a type of tree. So mm. there you go. Q A T. That's the mm. type of service we provide here on the 30-something movie podcast. And can you use schedule in the American version of Scrabble? Uh, you can. It's it's going to be spelled the same. You just yeah. What about color? Color? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're going to apologize up front to all of our British listeners for this episode. Yeah, I um, probably should have done that beforehand. We're going to do uh, I'm sure we're going to try some British accents. Uh, we, but we're friendly with a guy who used to live there, so it's okay, right? Right. Yeah. Some of my best friends are British, so I feel like I can say anything I want. Oh man, this is not this is not starting off well. I have some really good British friends, so I can yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Is that what do you oh. call that? It's not racist. Would it be colonist? <laughs> well, we are the colonies. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Should we play the? Should we? Should you insert the "You'll Be Back" song? In front oh, of what a great tune! Yeah, I know it's so good. You say, yeah. I'm not gonna start. I'm not gonna start that. Yeah, um, we not, shouldn't I, sing it. I ain't doing no I'm not doing any accent. No. I'm not doing any accents. No accents at go, all. Not go no. back and listen to the Hunt for Red October. Me trying to do Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> Just go back. And Some things to in episode. here don't react too well to bullets. Hey, that was a Scotsman doing a Russian. So, you know, all bets were off that day. And then you got me doing nothing, nothing. I got to say I was very proud of Nora the other day. We went over to some friend's house, and uh, we were were having a little bit of a game night, and we hadn't been able to spend time with them in a year and a half. Mm. Um, And so we had a little bit of a game night, and we played the game Awkward Family Photos. Mm. which I guess is kind of a little bit like an apples to apples. Like you get a, you get a, like a weird and awkward family photo. And then the other cards, and I didn't know this, otherwise I would have played this a long time ago. The cards that you get to choose from are all quotes from movies. Mm. And so one of the, and I was very, very proud of her because one of the cards was, um, I want to say it was something, it was maybe a quote said by James Bond, but it was Sean Connery, James Bond. Mm -hmm. And so, and she knew as soon as somebody said Sean Connery, she kind of looked at me and she goes, is that the one that's, but in Latin Jehovah spelled with an I. And it was that's like, it, even like, even like wow. the little, even like the little slurred, you know, Sean that's Connery. That's so yeah. wonderful. Yeah. But in Latin, Jehovah spelled with an I. With an I. And then the next so. thing was, dad, why are you crying? <laughs> just <laughs> It's tears of joy. I'm just so happy. Oh, just so happy. man. <laughs> Yeah, so, so, so we, may, we may try totally, some accents. Totally dating the podcast, but Hamilton came up, so I wanted to yeah. see if everyone's seen In the Heights. No. I have uh, not seen In the Heights. Yeah. No. Not yet. Is it? Um, You can even catch it on HBO Max if you happen to have a... Oh, did they bring it out? Yeah. I, oh. I, it's one of those things, theater experience, eh, you know. Yeah. Cool, but not needed. Yeah, but still a very good movie. Okay. The reason I ask is there's a couple of Hamilton references that I want to see if what you guys thought of. So. Oh, in the height, <laughs> there's some in in the heights. Yeah, there's some oh, little okay. jokes they 
weave into the. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. And I, from a movie podcast perspective, I'm very interested in what you guys think long term because the 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 websites are all saying ten lines make it now not necessarily lyrics and songs, but ten lines of dialogue from the play make it into the movie. It is almost a gut rewrite. Okay. Songs are dropped, songs are moved, plot lines are twisted around time-wise. So I'm very interested to see what what you guys might think. Of In the Heights. Yeah. And this is based off, the movie is based off a show? Yeah, yeah, there's a there's a play, um, there's a musical that he did before Hamilton. Okay. Um, called In the Heights. And so, yeah, it's very interesting what they did with it. Cool. We'll have to check that out. Okay, well, real, of check real, it out. I think we got a guest. Yeah, we, we have a guest here, real quick, real quick, because I think she's oh, going and to, in a beret, even. Uh huh. Yeah, she's going to bed here in a second. But um, we were just talking about the uh, the Sean Connery the, in Latin. Jehovah's is that you? You want to do your best impersonation of the in Latin quote? Sure. Go for it. Uh, in Latin, Jehovah spelled with an I. Yes. Oh, oh, nice job, Nora. All right. Well, that's, that's the end of the podcast. Everybody, thank you for listening. And there we go. That's it. Done. That's it. Good night. Good night, everybody. I think we're done. Our work yeah. here is done. Yeah. We'll, we'll pull the animaniacs. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Good Just night, as quickly Nora. as she appears, she is gone. That's well. She knows you, how to leave da- the audience wanting more. Well, Dad embarrassed her, and now she's out. Right. Right. Out. <laughs> that's, that's how that works. Yeah. But. She still likes you enough to stay around for the embarrassment. That's the key. Oh, of course. Yeah. John yeah. wouldn't let you get that far. No, he'd, he'd probably just slug me in the shoulder and then go off and play video games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I, uh, so I'm just going to say as far as, okay, so you guys talked me into a PlayStation 5, right? <laughs> and I'm if, starting to talk. All right. Well, if you can find one, but yeah. That's. That's okay. That's yeah. kind of that because of that, my marriage is surviving. Okay. okay? Because I, Tammy's like, and how much does that cost? Well, you can't find them. So right now the cheapest is $1,300. And she goes, what? I'm like, that's why we're not, you know, no, no, no. your, but your response, the, your response should have been, Tammy, can you really put a price tag on happiness? No. That's and right. see, I, I mean, it's sort of like, okay, now how, like I'm still on PlayStation two. Right. And that's been however many years. So take this and divide it by however many years Right. Then I'm like, it's, you know what? It's an investment. And then all the games I'm looking at are PlayStation 4 games. So it's sort of like, should I just get a PlayStation 4? But that price drop from the MSRP of a PlayStation 5 is not really that, you know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. So then I think, so here's the, here's the situation. My kids have gotten heavy into Minecraft. Dominic rocks it on Minecraft and he plays with my brother. They've got a world set up and this whole thing. Daniela is getting into Minecraft. Okay. And then there was talk of trying to get dad to play Minecraft. So then I'm just like, guys, like I'm old school. I like platforms to jump on and things to disappear and eating flowers that lets you throw mushrooms or not. I'm sorry. That lets you throw fireballs at mushrooms that are walking around like, you know, and they're all like, what? But okay. So long story short, they're like, well, if we ever get a world, how can we play Minecraft if we're all like, you know, like one person uses this or one person uses that. And I'm just like, well, hang on a second. And I Googled it. I think I could join in if you guys create a world. If we get PlayStation 5, I could play through that. And they're like, and then they go upstairs, mom. And Daniela, I love her. She's like, 
I'm like, if I get a PS5, I could join in the Minecraft. Then that way we don't need to like share a computer. And they're all like, mom, dad needs a PSTABQ. What the, anyways, dad needs this thing to play video Minecraft. So we got to let him get it. I'm just like, see, it, it would solve, it solves problems. But I can't uh, find That's one. cool. I didn't know you could do that. That's awesome. I, I don't either. It was the first hit off the Google, like, hey, can you, you know, and it said yes. So we're going to, we're going to go with that. And then if it's wrong, then I'm just like, yeah, I'm sorry, Tammy. I, I don't know. I, I apologize for bringing that up a couple weeks ago. Yeah. No, that's fine. But do you really? Because I heard no. you got in trouble the next day because someone heard you <laughs> next door. Like, wait, we're getting a PS5. That might have been overheard. Yeah. And then I had to, <laughs> Who's spying on the podcast? <laughs> well, Nora's on the other side of the wall here. So mm. until yeah. I soundproof this whole area, she's on the other side of the wall. Hey, we got to get you some of those foam pads. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so our movie this time around is King Ralph. So we may randomly throw in some British accents. Uh, we, I don't, I don't know that we should apologize for that. I, I think it's going to be okay. Um, I, it's British, just best to accept that it's going to happen and then we move on. Just, just roll with it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just accept it. Roll with it. It's going to be fine. Uh, nobody's going to get too hurt, but, um, yeah, mm. that's, that's probably what's going to happen here. Um, this is also our first episode of the month and first episode of the month. We always, Hop in the DeLorean, and we jump back to this month in 91. So uh, I have some uh, have some uh, fun trivia stuff for us from uh, July of 1991. Yeah. Uh, it, so, some good, some not so good. But, you know, that's as, as it is with history. We, we take mm. the good with the bad. Uh, so some of the top news this month in 1991. July 10th, Boris Yeltsin was sworn in as the first elected president of the Russian Federation. There you go. Uh, July 22nd, Jeffrey Dahmer confesses to killing 17 people in 1978. Mm. Hmm. Um, let's see. On July 20- oh, this is a fun one. Um, July 26th, Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman, is arrested in Florida for exposing himself at an adult movie theater. That's mm-hmm. the first time, right? Yes, I think it's the first time. Yeah, because there are multiple. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Pee-wee's, Pee-wee's Playhouse was never quite the same after that. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, it makes you wonder what Cherry was thinking. Mecca like a high, mecca hiney. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, but you brought Cherry into this. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's all I can think every oh. time. I, nope. I was, nope. I was going to say something. I'm not going to. Mm-mm. We're moving right along. Um, Put Ju- loose and fancy free. We're moving. Aha. Uh-huh. 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 Uh, July 30th, heavy metal band Metallica releases their single Enter Sandman. Mm. That's a good time had by all. I am not like the biggest Metallica fan on this planet. Don't get me wrong. But that song I love. Yeah. I don't even know if that's like top 10 Metallica because I don't know their catalog that well. Love that song. Yeah. I believe that was the album that kind of brought them to a, a wider audience. Yes. I buy that because and it's the it, one I know better than yeah. most. Right. The black and, album. And, yeah. And then if I if I understand correctly, that was kind of like all the bands like that. That kind of was uh, uh, the band that like the hardcore fans were just like, oh, that, uh, you know, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? 
And I, I think that's – I think I've heard that, which is why in my head I'm like, I know this isn't like their best song by any stretch. Well, uh, and that was the Metallica I listened to because like Metallica and all – if I got this right, please someone, you know, if I've got this wrong. Oh, we'll get emails. Don't worry. Yeah, if you could just send an email <laughs> connected to a $500 Amazon gift card – Send, send your email. Show. Send your email with a PlayStation Five. Care of? Yeah, yeah. If you could tie, if you could tape the answer to a PlayStation Five and send go. it to our PO box. There you go. Um, <laughs> no, but I understand correctly. Like Metallica, I think that was kind of the 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 um t- t- the goal to get like metal music. You know, the hair band, glam rock, all that kind of stuff. It was like, oh, it's getting too poppy kind of thing so their thought was let's bring it back a little bit more hardcore and all that kind of thing so if if i understand correctly like i said that was my first exposure to metallica because i was you know well that was the that was the album that got me started on metallica and i was a huge metallica fan because i had been a guns roses fan before that and then metallica kind of took over a little bit during high school so i i kind of veered a little bit more into metallica during high school and uh, I, I, then I had a couple of friends because at the time Metallica was probably Metallica and Guns N' Roses were probably the heaviest that my parents were going to let me listen to mm-hmm. or that I was probably going to be you know willing to listen to and try to get away with if, if there were any kind of issues. And right. I had friends that were like, dude, Metallica is so tame. You've got to listen to Pantera. You've got to listen to this. <laughs> I was like, uh, um, what this? OK, I'm not sure I'm ready for this yet, but. What have you listened to? Obviously, Pantera. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So people, you know, they're like, I had a couple of friends that were like, "Yeah, man, this is so tame. You got to listen to this other stuff." And I was like, yeah, and "Be gentle, please." Yeah. <laughs> I'm not ready for that. Um, uh, but uh, yeah. So, Enter Sandman, July 30th of '91. There uh, it is. This next one, I was kind of shocked. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" It took until '91 for this to happen. July 31st of 1991, the U.S. Senate votes to allow women to fly combat aircraft. Oh wow! Yep. I remember yep. when that happened. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, and I read that, and I was like, "God, was that really '91? That's that's really late." Like, I feel like that should have happened a long time before that, but no. Yeah. Yeah. No, that I think. Was it was it because they could fly him, but just not in combat roles? I think so. Okay, because I I might be wrong. I want to say during the Second World War that they had they had um, uh, women pilots that would, but they could only ferry the planes from like one airfield to another. Right. You know, right. the the idea of flying in combat right. was um, yeah, 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 yes. Uh, let's see. Top sports news on July 5th, Major League Baseball owners approve the Colorado Rockies and the Florida Marlins as new uh, National League franchises to start playing in 1993. Okay. Um, July 28th in sports news, Dennis Martinez pitches the 13th perfect game in baseball history. Wow. And I, th- I remember that. And I think up to this point there have been, I feel like I looked this up, there have been 28 perfect games up to this point. So, I mean, they're, they're rare. There have been more since than before, which is interesting. Yeah. But there's a lot of reasons you could cite for that. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Nothing Um, better. Yeah. I, in terms of births, uh, July 24th, 1991, Emily bet Rickards who plays, um, Oh God, I just blanked out on her name. Felicity on arrow. Oh, 
Oh. She was born July 24th, 1991 uh, in Vancouver, British Columbia. And then uh, deaths on July 1st, 1991, Michael Landon, who was in uh, uh. Highway to Heaven and Little House on the Prairie. He died of cancer at age 54. Shoot. Okay. So I remember that. I remember when it kind of yeah. came out that he had cancer, and then I feel like it wasn't too long after he announced that 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 he ended up passing away. No, and you, you got to think. I mean, ninety-one. We were still. Yeah. I hate to say it, but we were still fumbling in the dark with a lot of this stuff. Yeah. It's amazing the last thirty years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Top books in July of ninety-one were the the Kitchen God's Wife by Amy Tan. Top movie for the entire month of July was Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Ah, yes. Yes. When do we watch that? That's next month, I think. Is it? Yeah. Excellent. I think because next month is our, is next month's space. Space I'd have to look, but I I know it's coming up. I just couldn't remember if it was. Yeah. It's not on the last list that I grabbed for our viewing server, but. Okay. It must be the next group after that. It's which is uh, for August. We have Time and Space. That's um, Terminator 2, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, Star Trek 6, and Suburban Commando. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's It'd my good, good one. Month. And then Stripes. Yeah. And then Stripes for Patreon. That has nothing to do with Time right. and Space. But. Yeah. yeah. That uh, Terminator 2 is another one of those movies in a, in a trilogy or series where I first saw the second movie. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's odd that Die Hard and there's one more that I I'm forgetting at the moment, but I came in in the middle. Yeah, yeah, that was a, Terminator. Was that was the same for me? I saw Terminator two before I saw the first Terminator, um, somewhat for obvious reasons because in England, and I saw it in England. So Terminator. Oh wait, I might have to take that back. Did I see it before then? That might have been that might have been one that my uncle showed me. Right. <laughs> yes. yes, the infamous uncles. The infamous we uncle. all have them. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like that might have been one that he showed me, but I'm not 100% sure. It might have been when I was in England that I saw it, but it would have been because Terminator 2 in England is rated because uh, they have R broken up into either 15 or 18. Mm. And so I was more likely to have seen it in England rated 15 as opposed to the first Terminator, which I did happen to see like a year later, but it's because I managed to sneak a copy from one of my friends. Mm. So, as as you do when you're not old enough to see a movie and you really want to see it. And you're yeah. resourceful. And you're resourceful, yes. yes. So, If nothing else, we are resourceful. We are resourceful. So, yes, yeah, so Terminator 2 was the top movie in all of July of 1991. Um, uh other other tangent, slight tangent here before we get through the rest of uh, this month in 91. Um, I did start showing John the Alien movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And so we watched the first one the other so night. That's a, bi- that's a big step. Yeah. That first one. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's hard. Good. Oh, it's good stuff. I love that one. I love that one. I, and I love that one as a kid, too. Like when I saw it, I was probably about 12 when I saw it the first time. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is... So I knew what my opinions were of the movies, and and everybody knows I've said this before. I love the first three movies, like I, Alien Three. I know a lot of people don't like Alien Three. I love Alien Three, um, mm-hmm. but I have my own opinions on between one and two, between Alien and Aliens, which one I like better. And okay. I was so happy that he ended up coming up with the same opinion on his own. 
Really? Which was, we watched Alien, and then the next night, so last night, we watched Aliens, and mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, which one do you like better? And he's like, well, I mean, they're both good. Like, I really like them. They're both good. But I like the first one better, because it's much more of a horror movie. Like, the second one's a good action movie, but it's not really scary. It was just, it was cool, but it's not scary. And I like the, the like the tension and the horror of the first one. And I was like, you know what? That is the correct answer. You are allowed to have dinner tomorrow. All right. All right. That's awesome. Uh, the 30-something movie, cool. pod, movie podcast does not condone withholding food from your children if they don't share your opinions. Right. Yeah. Or do we? We might. The uh, the brothers, what was that from uh, Repo Man? Oh, the, yeah. The brothers something, the brothers Hermanos do not uh, condone the use of drugs or something like that. Yeah, they yeah. always, yes. Yeah. That was a fun movie. Something like that. Um, let's see. Top songs for this month were Rush Rush by Paula Abdul, um, Unbelievable by EMF, and Everything I Do, I Do It For You by Brian Adams. Mm-hmm. Or as my lovely wife likes to call him, Mr. Scratchy Voice. Mr. Scratchy Voice. So, all right. A uh, song that I believe we will talk about in a couple of weeks. Oh, we will. Yeah. Yes, we will. Speaking of British accents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or lack thereof. Or, or lack thereof, maybe. <laughs> what, uh, hello, Christian. What uh, what part of England did you say you're from again? <laughs> <laughs> the part that talks like I'm from the Midwest. Right. <laughs> uh, the Kansas part. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, this time around, we're looking at King Ralph. Unlike other Robin Hoods, I can talk with an English accent. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> They're men in tights. Tight tights. Um, King Ralph came out on the 15th of February, 1991. Ooh, a Valentine's movie. That's fun. Oh, cute. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, until apparently we hear about this article that Pat's going to read for us, but we'll Well, well get yeah. I don't know if I'm going to read the whole article, but okay. it was I, just... Uh, I started to look at it, and man, he's he's an angry elf. Yeah, th- there's some anger there. There's wow. some anger there. Did I, I send Did I send the link or just... No, I just happened to Google it, and I found it. Yeah, yeah it's there. Yeah. It's right there. It's, yeah. It's, um... That guy has some feelings. We'll we'll talk about it. Um, yeah. It was uh, it was rated PG, but I feel like how do we want how do we want to say this as a as a PG movie? Um, when we were watching it, of course, this is kind of funny because I I must have said this before, but I, I want to say it might have been Nora. But we were watching this, and it gets past the scene of like the strip joint and like some of the other mm-hmm. stuff going on. <laughs> and Nora, I think it was Nora, just goes, "Well, this is a very '80s PG." Yeah, yeah, she's not wrong. Yeah. It goes to that thing we've always said about music and 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 thematics how they tend to linger. Yeah. Into the next decade just a little bit. Yeah. And there are definitely some things where you're like, "Oh yeah, that's not PG anymore." That's, no. <laughs> no. That's not I, I'm not sure. No. Do they know what parental guidance is supposed to stand for? Like they were given a PG-13. Shouldn't they use it? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, we did a we did an episode on the first PG thirteen movie ever. It was still relatively new at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, there are some. You wonder it. The rating system is flawed yeah. at best. Well, yeah, I they think don't it's... go back. You know, it, and it makes sense. Why would you go back? But at the same time, 
for parents now, <laughs> that can make it difficult. Yep. Like, if you try to go back to an older movie, you're like, wait a minute, this, I don't, oh. It's like the common sense media website thing has taken over from, mm-hmm. like, a rating system. Yeah, you know? totally. Where they can they can provide you context for the things, right? You know, right. And oftentimes but, I will use that. I'll use Common Sense, and I'll use IMDb has their own kind of little uh, parent parental guidance section. Oh um, wow! I've I'll, never I'll even use, not being a parent, never noticed well, that. Yeah. Interesting. No, but I'll use kind of a combination of both of those because sometimes I'm sure. curious. Like if there's a movie I, I really want the kids to be able to see, but I know that they drop like two f bombs in the movie. I'll do as much as I can. There's, I found a couple of websites that'll actually give you time codes of where, oh. where that word is used or whatever is used. And it's like, if you want to just hit the mute button when you get to like 31 minutes and 54 seconds, then here you go. Oh, wow. Yeah. The IMDb yeah. thing is pretty good. Yeah. It's a lot. It's, it's kind of, it's over the last few years, it's gotten to be more like the common sense media. Yeah. That's impressive. I yeah, never I th- clicked on that. I think that's kind of the more useful thing than a rating. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I hate to, uh, but that's something I've always said too, is like, it, it's just amazing to me. Like I tend to think of it more holistically and I pick up on the violence aspect, you know, like, I mean, I remember Terminator two seemed really violent. It was one of the first R rated movies that I think I saw. And I remember that was like really violent. And to be honest with you, I don't know that just about any MCU movie has that much less violence than like T2. And John, you had even said that like um, in England, Terminator 2 had like a lower rating uh, age wise, not a lower rating in terms of quality, but it's like, I mean, I'm watching, um, I'm watching a lot of this and, and uh, it's just like, man, these are, uh, I'm I'm not panning them. I mean, I love them, but it's like, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of like uh, there's a lot of violence happening. You know what I'm saying? And and it's it's almost like, uh, you know. But it's funny because and obviously those are PG-13 and that's different than PG, which is what we're talking about here. But I think my personal opinion is I think we wince more when it's something to do of an adult nature or even language. We wince more than you know, good old fashioned shoot 'em up kind of thing. yeah right. well and i think and and john maybe you can weigh in on this from uh, from your time in england it's also different from country to country yeah um you'll find that nudity and bodiness get a pass in some countries where violence doesn't mm-hmm. and I, I i feel like the u.s leans towards more you know violence is more okay than language and nudity where in other countries the the pendulum swings the other way and that's i feel like and i might might be wrong on this but given the time that we live there and and people that i know that still live there i feel like europe maybe on the whole is a little bit more a little bit more accepting of things of a um like nudity and, and stuff like that but when it comes to violence and gun violence in particular it's like well nope that's rated whatever or i mean you'll see something that they'll show the different ratings and it's like in america it's rated uh pg and in this country it's rated pg and in this country it's rated g and in this country and then all of a sudden in like canada or germany it's rated r mm-hmm. wait what and well, so I, mean, I think it's because i think it's because of the violence because you would you know i, I remember when we were in France, uh, the, the many of the different times that we went to France and, and stayed for a week or stayed for a few days, 
for a vacation there, um, I mean, there would be stuff on daytime TV that I was like, it's the middle of the afternoon here, friends. Like that's, and it wasn't violence. It was the other stuff. And I was like, whoa, that's, um, we'll put that on TV, but we can't call them the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We have to call them the Hero Turtles. Right. Because ninjas are, are violent. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. And as far as this movie goes, like, I mean, I was sitting there watching it the other day and like uh, actually watching it on a TV as opposed to my phone with my earbuds in, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it's funny because I'm like, OK, if the kids come downstairs to get like the 930 p.m. second dinner, dad, what are you watching kind of thing? Um which is absolutely hilarious because Daniela, we like, I'll have something on and I'll hear from the other end of the house. Dad, the explosions are keeping me awake. Can you please turn the TV down? For you know? the love of God. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly what it'll be. Sorry. You know, and, uh, but then Daniela, got, I, I love it. Cause she'll come from around the corner. Dad, can I come in or is this going to scare me? You know, she'll like preempt it, uh-huh. you know? Um, but I'm like, yeah, I, I'm like, I think if the kid comes walking down during King Ralph, I'll be, you know, okay. And then there was the one scene, you know, where he meets his uh, uh, love interest in the, the um, uh, you know, in the, in the dancing facility. The Gentleman's Club. The Gentleman's Club. I, I like that you called it the dancing facility. <laughs> and, it, <laughs> yeah, I love that. And, uh, and, and my reaction was like, oh. And it's like, okay, well, it's not so much – what they showed or didn't show, it's going to be the explanation required. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where, and it's funny cause I'm like breaking it down. Like, okay, how am I going to address this? And you know, and how is this, that, and the other thing. And it's, it's like, okay, got to have the, the, the explanation. Cause they, by the letter of the law, it's not like they show something, you know, but even mm-hmm. that is like, uh, you know, like that, even that in the last 30 years has been turned like, how do you address that? Oh, no, you're not supposed to see that. Well, and then the counter argument to that is like, well, OK, are we supposed to just cover bodies up because that's wrong? But OK, that's right. But then that's totally objective. Like if my daughter comes down, like, how am I going to explain that to her? Like, OK, we're objectifying females on this. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I totally um, you explain it the same way he did in the dressing room. It's a dance routine. And if you don't pop the hip, you're never going to make that turn. That's mm-hmm. exactly it. That's exactly it. So it's funny because I started going down that rabbit hole of, okay, well, how would I explain it? And how do I explain it? And then within this context, then that, you know, I mean, yeah, it's, it, yeah. So I, I, I don't know what I just said there, or what that had to do with anything, but it was interesting. Cause I had to go through that. Like, okay. Oh, I know where I was going with that. But the content of the movie itself, I don't know if kids would like this movie. Do you know what I'm saying? Like there were some yeah. fun, like, and, and John, you, did you say you watched it with your family or no? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm really, I'm really curious to see like, you know, like, and as oh, a okay, kid, yeah. I saw this as a kid and I love this movie okay. as a kid. Oh okay. yeah, me too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But I have a strange sense of humor, so let's not base this on well, me. That's, that's also true. And this and this was a first time this was a first time watch for me. Okay. So and so that's why I didn't and that last statement, that wasn't supposed to be like leading the witness. I'm not trying to say, yeah, I don't know what kids would think of. It was a genuine like I don't know what kids would think of this because mm-hmm. I wasn't a kid when I watched it. Yeah. 
Sure. What kind of sick sense of humor would enjoy this movie as a child? Oh, you guys <laughs> saw this when you were kids? Okay. Oh, all right. All right. I would like. I, was, I, I would like to say at this point, I I am. This is what I love about our show is that I think we've just spent fifteen minutes commenting on what the movie is rated. We yeah, well. have, this must be it's definitely summer. Have we even done the introductions for no, the trailer? Not yet. I, like, no, it occurred no, to me no, like not, not even I yet. haven't even I haven't even <laughs> given my one word reaction to the movie yet. Did oh no, I we're, fall we're, we're not there yet. I haven't even gotten to the director. I haven't even gotten to the runtime. <laughs> Good lord, we're gonna spend twenty minutes talking about how it was one hour and thirty seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> did I did I fall asleep during the podcast? <laughs> Not this one. It's still early. Yeah, just, give it time. Give it some time. Uh, <laughs> they last... want you to say grace. <laughs> yeah. She died thirty years ago. <laughs> I would also like to say uh-huh. I'm really excited that your children also have second dinner or second because that's yeah. that's around our house. It's second breakfast, and that's why we refer yeah. to them as the hobbits. Yeah. 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 I'm hungry again. Well, like you just had breakfast like half an hour ago. I want yeah. second breakfast. You don't get second breakfast. That's a little too much uh, Lord of the Rings, which I applaud. Don't get me wrong. Well, I mean, I just like we feed them and it's like they're eating food. You can have some taters, precious. Yeah, it's it's uh, and then all of a sudden it's just like, okay, just a heads up. Ain't nobody coming down for food. Kitchen's closed. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then all of a sudden, dad. Yeah. I'm hungry. I'm going upstairs. Guys, you know what? Like, I'm getting upset. And then I'm like, what's that? It's my stomach. I'm like, are you kidding me? No. Mike, all right. Out of bed. Let's go. And then it's like four apples, six sandwiches, three bananas, you know, hey, hummus kids, plate man. carrot. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Hey, guys. You know what? The director for this one was David S. Ward. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's a subtle hint you got there, John. <laughs> there you go. You know what he did? He also directed Major League and the program. Oh, actually, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, producer for this one was... <laughs> we may have lost Pat. That's okay. You doing all right there? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm good, man. Okay. I'm just... All right. You know. <sighs> the runtime is one hour and 37 minutes. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> There you go. The runtime is one hour and 37 minutes. I don't know if we mentioned that. Uh, producer on this one was Jack Brodsky, who died in 2003, waiting for us to get through the introduction. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, he also produced <laughs> Romancing the Stone and Rookie of the Year. Writers for this one were Emlyn Williams, who wrote the novel and died in 1987, and David S. Ward, who did the screenplay. Uh, Williams also wrote, uh, I think, a couple of things that were based on other novels or maybe for TV shows or movies. Uh, One called This England and the other one called Woman of Dolwyn. Ward also wrote Major League, Sleepless in Seattle, and The Sting. Cinematography was done by Kenneth McMillan, who did Henry V and Of Mice and Men. Music was done by James Newton Howard, who did Major League, Pretty Woman, and The Sixth Sense. Budget for this one was $23 million. Box office was $52.5 million. Flick Metrics gives it a 52%, and Cinema Score gives it a B+. John Goodman plays Ralph. He was in Roseanne, The Flintstones, and The Big Lebowski. Shut up, Donnie. You're out of your element. Uh, Peter O'Toole, who died in... <laughs> okay. We were talking about too much James Bond earlier. I almost said Plenty O'Toole. That's a completely different person. Well, you know. That's mm-hmm. Named after a father. I don't know if you know that. Um, I'm, I'm sure you were. Uh, uh, died in 2013. Yes. 
Tell me, Money Penny. Uh, Willingham was the name of Peter O'Toole's character. Uh, also played Lawrence of Arabia, The Lion in Winter, and uh, the classic he- superhero movie Supergirl. Uh, John Hurt died in 2017, played Graves. He was in Alien, 1984, and The Elephant Man. Camille Kaduri played Miranda. She was in A Prayer for the Dying and Doctor Who. Richard Griffiths died in 2013, played Phipps. He was in the Harry Potter movies, The History Boys, and Naked Gun Two and a Half. Leslie Phillips played Gordon. He was in the Harry Potter movies and Laura Croft, Tomb Raider. James Villiers, who died in 1998, played Hale. was in For Your Eyes Only and Some Girls Do. Jolie Richardson played Princess Anna, um, <laughs> or Anna, was in Event Horizon and The Patriot. Uh, let's see, Julian Glover, who played King Gustav. Um, he was in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade and The Empire Strikes Back. Judy Parfit played Queen Catherine. She was in Girl with a Pearl Earring and Ever After. Rudolph Walker played King Malambon. He was in EastEnders, the TV series, and Doctor Who, the TV series. Ed Stobart played Dysentery. He was in Judge Dredd and The Longest Night. And Gedrin Heller played Punk Girl. She was in Strapless and Nuns on the Run. When the royal family is accidentally killed, the heir to the throne proves to be a loutish American named Ralph Jones. Overnight, Ralph goes from sleazy Las Vegas lounge singer to King of England, and its royal secretary, Cedric, or Sed, if you want to call him that, uh, Willingham's job is to try to civilize him. It's not easy weaning Ralph off of fast food and even harder keeping him away from a kindly stripper. <laughs> Meanwhile, the next would-be heir plots Ralph's demise. The rain appears to have stopped, Your Majesty. We should be able to continue with the portrait. So I should hope, Albert. First time we've had the whole family together here for six years. <laughs> right, we're ready now, everybody. Now, after three. One, two, three. Oh, dear. Now. A new king must be found. Excuse me, Sir Cedric. Yes? I do believe we've found an heir. Is he everything we might have hoped? Allow me to introduce our sovereign lord, Ralph Jones, king of Great Britain, head of the Commonwealth, defender of the faith. John Goodman. Is everybody having a good time? Is King Ralph. Good dollar, Miss Molly. Where did they find this man? John Goodman. Peter O'Toole. He's uncouth. He's unkempt. He's the king. King Ralph. All right. So for this one, uh, one word or phrase. How does this movie make you feel? Good. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. And this was a this was a first viewing for you. First viewing. Okay. First Bo, viewing. Bo, what about you? You said you'd seen this one before. How's this one make you feel? Yeah, I would say the same. You know, very amused and um pleased. Okay. Um, and at what age did you see this one? Ooh, probably right around when it came out, so 10. Okay. Ish anyway. Okay. All right. Um I'm going to I'm going to dig deep into my uh British vocabulary and I'm going to say this one makes mm-hmm. me feel chuffed. 
And are you going to explain that for those of us that don't know what that means? Yes. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. Should we guess? Is Chuffed like not fired up, but maybe you're a little haughty after seeing it? Like, yes, I'm proud to be British. Uh, you're, you're happy. Happy. Okay. Like you could be right Chuffed. You could be dead Chuffed. You could be, you know, um, what, what, whatever you want to be. Whatever it is, okay. as long as it's Chuffed, you're happy. Got it. Yeah. Um, unless it's the, unless it's the double chuffed Oreos and that's, that's probably different. I think it's uh, double stuffed. It's double stuffed. That's different. Yeah. yeah. But the British ones are double chuffed, which could have also been my nickname in college. Um, hey now. Well, so, uh, so yeah, so I'm a little bit curious to find out now, now Pat, you did find an article and we got to talk about that one because apparently this, the guy who wrote this article thinks that King Ralph is the epitome of evil. Um, yeah, he, he wasn't happy on that one. Okay. So I'm, I'm kind of curious to hear from somebody who's seen this for the first time. Uh, what stood out to you most about this movie when you're watching it? Uh, you know, I love the music in it. Yeah. I thought the music was great. I thought the, the soundtrack music was great. You know, all the incidental stuff, all the, um, and I want to say it was back at the beginning, there was some fanfare or some theme going on that, man, I think the French horn section deserves a medal because they were just absolutely wailing on the parts. And that was that was awesome. I'd have to go back and scan through and tell you at hey, time index. Um, but it was early on in the film, you know, trumpet player. So the brass stuff is going to stand out. Um, I thought like all the. You know. I thought the music was great. I'll just, I'll keep it, keep it brief. Um, in that regard, I really enjoyed seeing Peter O'Toole and John Goodman on screen together. I, I thought, I thought that was, was awesome. I really did. I enjoyed it. And every time I was kind of like expecting this movie, like I saw the trailer. I remember like, Oh yeah, I remember seeing that scene in the trailer. I remember that. Okay. You know? And so it was fun kind of actually seeing the movie, uh, you know, for the first time, the thing that really took me aback was just watching Peter O'Toole and John Goodman. And at the time, this was John Goodman's first movie thing, right? Because wasn't it Roseanne before this, the TV show? Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. he'd done some character stuff, but this was like his first leading man. Yeah. Yeah. Deal. And and so I thought, I mean, I have enjoyed a lot of the stuff I've seen John Goodman in, uh, whether it's bit parts in the West wing or whether it's, you know, Walter Sobchak and uh, the big Lebowski. I mean, John Goodman's great. And I just thought the way that Peter O'Toole played his character and John Goodman played off of him. I thought it was fantastic. I, I really did like that. Really? You know, when they're sitting there talking, didn't you did well, we kicked your butts. Well, actually you're one of us now. Well, they kicked our butts. That's all I'm saying, you know, or <laughs> something. And what did he say? I'm going shopping. I shall alert the velour industry. Yeah. I mean, it was just those little asides, but then I expected, like, I almost expected uh, Cedric to be a little bit more like um, the, the guy that was the last of the other house. Right. Didn't they say yeah. he was one of the stewards or something like that? Yeah. I mean, whatever he was one of the other house. I expected him to be more like that, but no, it was kind of like, um, he was, he was, he, he was only snarky to, he wasn't really snarky. It was just a real dry sense of humor and eye rolling. Like, no, you got to get it better. And I expected it to kind of get nasty and it never did. He was always kind of there in his corner. And then 
the whole joke being, well, he ended up being royalty and King Ralph kind of like saying, Hey, we're practically family. And it was like, yeah, but he, and it was kind of a funny line. haha. But you know, after actually seeing the way that those two kind of got along together, it was like, yeah, that kind of fits in. That's, that's kind of what it is. Okay. This guy doesn't quite fit in, but uh, I'm going to have his back because he's family. You know what I'm saying? So I guess that's what stood out the most to me is I really like the music and I really liked seeing John Goodman and Peter O'Toole. I mean, it's Lawrence of Arabia for crying out loud um, <laughs> in on screen with, uh, with uh, uh, John Goodman. Um, that was, that was really cool. Yeah. Cause prior to this, you were talking about what he'd done before this. I mean, one of his first, one of his first roles in a bigger movie was uh, he was one of the coaches in Revenge of the Nerds. Mm-hmm. And then we've okay. seen him in, in ones we've done for this podcast. We've seen him in Raising Arizona as one of the escaped prisoners. Okay. Uh, okay. We've seen him in, let's see, he was in Everybody's All-American. He was in Always. Um, oh, yeah. You know, he was the, the other pilot in Always. Um, let's see, he was Arachnophobia. That was the other one that most recently before this one. Yes. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we've, we've seen him in a few different things here, but, and of those raising Arizona is still probably one of my favorites of his. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was kind of the, this is when you really start to get into um, it, it's after Roseanne has been going for a couple of years. I think Roseanne started probably in the 88, maybe like late right. 80s. Um, so yeah, you're starting to get into, this is really the first time he is the leading man. Um, yeah. of a movie and you know I think the next one is going to be when he plays Babe Ruth in the Babe yeah. next year so yeah and you know what you bring out that list and I mean I mean those are all killer movies right and yeah. it's funny b- because I'm like oh yeah I t- I t- there's like six movies you just listed there yeah. but you know what my perspective when I was a kid the last time I was really conscious of this movie I don't think I saw any of those other shows Yeah, you know any of those other movies I'd seen Roseanne and now he's coming into this. I hadn't processed it. So I think that's why my gut reaction was, oh, this is early on in his acting career. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and early on, I mean, oftentimes he's not the leading man. You know, he's mm-hmm. the leading man in this one. He's the lead in The Babe. Um, he is the lead in The Flintstones. Uh, and that would have been 94, 95. Yeah. Okay, and then after that, I'm not sure that he's really. I mean, he's he's a big part in the Big Lebowski. Um, he's one of the bigger parts in Blues Brothers 2000, which I still have never seen. Um, You're not missing much. I've been told that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I like John, I said, John I'm Goodman's, a fan. Yeah, he's always been yeah. a favorite of mine. Like, yeah, pretty much anything he's in, I'll I'll take a look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what about you? What this? So you've seen this one. You said you saw it when you were probably about the time it came out. Yeah, yeah. We've we saw this young and and early and often. I guess is the best way to say it. Okay. Um, whether we saw it in the theater or early on rental, uh, yeah, not sure. But we, in fact, I'm I'm pretty certain, unless I'm remembering this completely wrong. Um, we saw this not long after it came out, I would say within the first maybe couple weeks or so, because that was around the time that my parents had told us we were moving to England. And I remember my dad mm. saying, Hey, we're going to go watch this movie. And this will, this will give you a sense of, you know, some stuff you might see in England. 
Hmm. And so this was this movie was my introduction. My, my introduction. Uh, my that's how you say it in England. Is it's not introduction. It's it's introduction. It's the Super. introduction to the. It's. I, I haven't even had a drink yet. Um, introduction. Time to fix that. It's, that is something we shall have to remedy. Um, that was a terrible Scottish accent too. Much much like Braveheart. Um, so yes, this was supposed to be my introduction to like British culture and London and funny things about England and um so yeah I remember going to see this in the theater and that was my dad who was like yep we're gonna move here pretty soon so you need to know what what London is like all right all right cool so yeah I remember seeing this pretty early on because we we moved um I want to say it was I'm gonna blank out on that part maybe April of 91 we moved over there I think that sounds about right um but yeah so so yeah, I remember seeing this as a kid and then watching it several times as a kid. I, I mentioned it to my sister. And I was like, hey, do you remember this movie? And she's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> and I said, no, we went to go see it in the theater. We did, and then I started to describe it a little bit. I was like, well, the, the entire uh, royal family dies and they, they have to find the next in line. He happens to be an American who's working as like a lounge singer in Las Vegas. And uh, mm-hmm. then the, like, the, the British... Uh, one of the members of parliament is supposedly one of the others that's next in line from another house. And he's trying to like sabotage him by setting him up with a stripper and, and all this other stuff. And, and she's like, all right, well, like two things you mentioned sound familiar, but the rest of it, I don't even know. Hmm. So, so clearly it was a little bit more memorable for me than it was for the rest of our family. Right. Right. Um, so you get, I mean, it, it, it is, it is a funny story. It's a funny premise for a story that you've got, uh, you know, the entire royal family is knocked out in, in one fell swoop of a photograph. And then uh, the only other person they've got in line for this after they do their hours and hours of searching is uh, is um, Ralph Jones from mm-hmm. America, from Las Vegas. And, um, you know, you've obviously set it up, set it up for a whole bunch of hijinks to ensue. Um, we made the comment as we were watching this, we kind of, Sharon and I kind of looked at each other and were like, Oh, there's no way this could get made today. <laughs> uh, particularly when he meets the uh, the African king. Oh yeah, yeah. You're like that, <laughs> that introduction was like, no. <laughs> oh, oh no. Yeah, that's yeah. Not, that's not getting made today. No, no. There were there were a couple like little wince moments. Yeah, you know. Um. <laughs> But I, I thought everything was – everything. But I thought it was overall – I thought it was just it was just a fun movie, you know? I mean, nothing was intended to be, like, mean and nasty and, and all that kind of deal. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, when the, when the, with the royal family piece, that, um, that was a little wince-worthy for me. You know what I'm saying? That they kind of showed that and what they showed and how they portrayed that. Like, I, I was – I had not seen the movie, so I was kind of like, whoa. And I was I was getting a little judgy early on. I'm just like, is this what this is about? Like, is this is really going to be, you know? Um, and so that was that was a little, but, you know, I, dark humor, I guess. But, I mean, I, I also wonder, too, how this would play, you know, just how we looked at relations between America and the rest of the world and Britain and the Royals and all of that, like how, how would that play today? 
30 years on. You know what I'm saying? Um, just with everything that's been going on and, and all that, like that, I, I think that would be, a, you know, just interesting. But yeah, overall, I, it, it's just kind of fun, you know? Yeah, and some of that I, I kind of wonder, I kind of wonder be, which side of like the British sense of humor would be okay with that. Because mm-hmm. you can you can have you can have some British humor that's like an entire group of people gets electrocuted and that's going to be funny, mm-hmm. but then you've also got the other British sense of humor piece of it that's like, oh no, you don't do that to the not to the royal family, right? Like, I mean, it's kind of like I, there's not a clear black and white distinction like that, but I mean, there are some that are like, oh, you could absolutely joke about that and you could do that, but you don't do it to the royals, right? I'm like, oh. All right. Okay. <laughs> just as right. long as you indicate when it's funny, I'll, I'll laugh. Just let me know. Right. right. And, and that that was kind of the thing that like, hey, this is a fun premise, you yeah. know, and like he shows up with his Green Bay Packers jacket and Cubs hat like that. Someone's going to have to explain that one to me. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, that was. A, oh, we, I know. I know people. Well, yeah. We said we said he must either live in far, nor- far northern Illinois or far southern Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just go I get into it. Go, go just a little bit over the border. Actually, there's there's a Meyer grocery store that we'll go to sometimes. We go right over the border, and they mm-hmm. have a they have a selection in their clothing area uh, of the sports clothing, and it's kind of like a there's a little bit of Milwaukee Brewer stuff, but there's also there's a lot of Cubs and there's a lot of Green Bay Packers. Right. And I wonder. And I, I this isn't a negative. But it's fun when you see those things that like hit close to home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, how did it make it into this movie? Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, what's what's the like? How is that like? What's the connection kind of thing? Like the. Well, what I was feel it, like Nessus? I feel like one of the kids. We were watching it. One of the kids commented, "They're like, wow, he's confused." Yeah. <laughs> but like you said, like, oh, we know those people. Yeah. But it's like, how did it make oh, yeah. it into this movie? And why did it make it into this movie? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, wh- like yeah. along the lines, wh- is it just coincidence? Or was there someone somewhere that just, you know, like when you when you had like the John Belushi movie, you know, and, all, and Bill Murray, there was always nods to Chicago and the, you know, the Billy Goat restaurant and the, or what do they call it? The E Olympia restaurant and in their skits and all that kind of stuff. But I just, I just found that funny. Again, not judging. I enjoyed it because it was like, oh, my gosh, this is like, you know, I'm used to this or I've seen this. Maybe not used to this, but I've seen this. And it's kind of like, but how did it make it into this movie? Is I just I just find that interesting. I find that interesting. There was I, I was looking up to see. Um, yeah, I was looking up to see if there was an explanation to this earlier. And the only thing I found was somebody had tweeted. This is from like five years ago. Um, they were watching this movie and somebody tweeted, John Goodman is the heir to the English throne. And the biggest logic bump for me is that he's both a Cubs and Packers fan. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Uh, Uh, You know, so. And on top of it all, John Goodman's from St. Louis. So right. Throws it all out the window. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, actually went to, I told the kids this, he went to the same college as my parents. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. He went to Southwest Missouri state and they remember seeing him there in some shows. Oh, That's cool. super cool. Yeah. Uh, wait, Bo, back up. Are you yep. saying there aren't Cub fans in St. Louis? I'm thinking you got a duck and cover. <laughs> <laughs> That's, my That's my understanding. I mean, 
John, John, John went as far south as, you know, New Comiskey Park and got hit in the head with a hot dog just for right. wearing a Cubs hat. Exactly. So, right. and, you know, you take your life in your hands when you go down there. There there are Cubs fans in St. Louis, but it's like having a conversation with uh, Morgan Freeman, Lucius Fox. Um, I'm going to need some of this equipment for spelunking. Yeah. Like, you mean you're not going to go to downtown St. Louis wearing the Cubs? No, it's uh, cave diving. Yeah. Uh, base jumping. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So that's what you need the bulletproof <laughs> stuff for? Yes. Oh, yeah. man. Yes. I, yeah, I really, you know, and it, it, jumping back to the movie, like I said, I mean, all the little situations in it, I don't want to say any negative words, but it it, it was like you kind of know where it's going, but it still feels good when you get there. Like, it, it's like this is fun. I, again, I, I mean, starting off a movie with like, um, you know, I don't necessarily want to call it homicide, but I mean like massive death regicide. on a scale r- regicide. Yeah. On, on a scale, an unprecedented scale. Right. Well, and still like, we're like sitting there that goes off and it's like, <laughs> it's kind of like, like mm, I, that, that oh. I, I don't know. Like I, it, that Kodak, was a little Kodak film for when you absolutely positively must kill every last Royal in the room. That, there it is. I, I just, like I said, I found that that's a little dark and it was like, okay. But once we got past that, like the rest of the movie, I was just like, this is just fun, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's fun, you know, seeing him like show them how to rock and roll. I guess that was, that was the one with the scene where he's, you know, he's wheeling out the harpsichord. That was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, although like, I wish that I wish that it like they were all just shocked. You know what I'm saying? I like that reaction was kind of like, okay, I, I wish it was a little, almost like a little bit more like back to the future. Show them at least getting into it till he goes so completely over the top. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. I mean, because the, the tune like that was, that was awesome with the harpsichord sound in there and everything, which I don't know. I don't want to be the music nerd. Someone attach it to a PlayStation five and send it in. I don't know if the tuning system on a harpsichord is the same as a piano. Like, I think you gotta, I don't know if you can just play it the same way. Mm -hmm. I would, I would bet not just from a, and I think it could be close. I don't know. I don't want to get too music geek out, but it was fun hearing that sound with the rock. Like I, I thought it's good to be the king. It's good to be the king. Um, yeah, and I know that that had to set up him, okay, total embarrassment and all that kind of thing. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what my point is, guys. Sorry, I'm out of point. I'm no, out I'm of sorry. reasoning. It was just fun. It was just fun scenes. Yeah. And that's what I remember as a kid, like this being just kind of a, a fun, particularly as a kid, but it was also fun as an adult. Just all these different, you knew kind of the different situations he was going to get himself into, and you knew the degree to which, well, he's not going to know how a royal is supposed to conduct themselves. Now that we've seen a whole bunch of these shows, like, you know, Sharon and I have watched The Crown on Netflix, Mm -hmm. and we're like, there's a lot of The Crown that goes into, well, this is how royals cannot conduct themselves the same way that normal humans can. Um, Royals must conduct themselves in this way for these reasons. Um, You know, and and we've watched, you know, you, you watch things like Downton Abbey and some of those shows, and it's like there is a reason why we conduct ourselves in this way. So you know he's not going to, he's going to fail at almost every turn 
doing this, but mm-hmm. it's John Goodman, so he's going to be kind of charming about it. And and you're going to be, especially if you're an American, you're going to be kind of on his side, you know, mm-hmm. as he's as he's stumbling through this whole thing. The thing that, especially having watched it before moving overseas and then watching it again after living overseas, is I remember as a kid there being certain things like, oh, man, he goes over to England, and then, like, one of the first things he wants to do is, like, go to Burger King. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the first time <laughs> the first time we got over there and the first time we, we you know we went to a couple of different places and I'm going to go ahead and although they will probably agree with me, I will apologize to our British friends right now. The food was awful. Mm-hmm. The first few times we went somewhere and, and ate British food, it was not well prepared. It was not good. And so the one of the first times we went to downtown London and we happened to spot it was either a Burger King or a McDonald's. We went nuts. We're like, can we please? Can we please just just this once? Mm-hmm. So no, and and several of those things, not the royal piece of it, but like the you know, the American being a fish out of water in another country, even though mm-hmm. it's not that it's not that much of a stretch of a different country. It's England, so it's not like crazy different from right. America. It's it's not a huge culture shock, but there's enough of a culture shock, and especially as somebody who was in that situation, um, there are several things in this movie that I could relate to. And that's, you know, watching it again, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that being kind of weird. Seeing the punks watching the TV and, uh, and it, oh, absolutely, like walking through like Piccadilly Circus and some of those, you'd see punks there all the time. Same mm-hmm. like Mohawks, and they were kind of, it was dying out a little bit in the early to mid-90s, but you still saw them out there, you know, hanging out and listening to the music and everything else. But, um, you know, it's, there's a lot about this movie that watching it now, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. That's familiar. Mm-hmm. I know where that is. I've been. There. I remember punks. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no. I funny movie. I know there's some. I know it's got some problematic stuff in it. I know there's some stuff we could not do today if you were going to try to remake this movie or or do something with this movie. Um, but yeah, I mean the, the whole scene of him, you know, trying to play to his strengths at the party and play the harpsichord and. Um, you know, just all that other stuff. I did like the one scene, even though it's problematic how he introduces himself to the African uh, king in that one mm-hmm. scene. I did like how he's like, you know what? Um, I want to get out of here and just like go play darts or something. And so then they're playing darts at the pub and he's like, yeah, I'll play you again, but it's going to be like, mm-hmm. it's going to be my darts this time. Yeah. And I love that. I love that. And I, I don't, I hope, I don't know. I hope is the right word. I hope that that is not racist. Like, I hope that's not something that is offensive, that then they go from playing darts to throwing spears. Mm-hmm. And like, to me, right. Like, but, but it's one of those, you're like, mm. right. It's like, I'm not sure about this, but it's, if I, if but I, just, I like it, right. If, well, if I take it on face value and I'm like, it's, it's these two men who, if that's their culture, they're sharing their culture with each other. Um, you know, I, I don't want to think ill of this, but if, if there is, you know, in 2021, something problematic with, with that whole thing, okay, then somebody tell me that. You know, if you want to attach it to a, a PlayStation 5 for Pat, then, um, or throw one in for me too, um, then uh, I, I'm, I'm fully willing to be like, oh, okay, I understand. I, I got you. But that scene to me was charming. It was like, hey, they're, they're getting along, like they're sharing something with each other. They're having that little side conversation. You know, do they, do they tell you, you who you're allowed to marry? No, I'm the king. Yeah. I, you know, it's interesting because I, I hear what you're saying. And, and, and 
if we get out of the the topical slash cosmetic situations with that scene that okay maybe this wasn't the best maybe i think the crux of that scene is like suddenly how can we just relax and find some common ground right right and i think that was what the what the movie was is yeah it was the fish out of water and and i mean yeah they played up there was some of the you know he's an uncouth american kind of thing and then there were jokes that were kind of just like was he representing all of America in the British eyes? You know what I'm saying? Like they, they had some jokes like that and it's like, yeah, okay. That's, that's funny. Ha ha. But the stuff that I found that really stuck with me was the idea of the, okay, do you have to live your life like everyone expects you to, or do you be yourself? And how are you yourself within the construct of the life that you've, chosen. And I think that's a little bit more of a, of an interesting point. And that's what I think made that scene was, yeah. Okay. When he did say, Hey, you want to get out of here? And they're just hanging out at the pub. Suddenly they're just hanging out and like, like their body language, the actor's body language was even like completely different. And it just showed like just two guys hanging out and chatting and talking. And they talked from everything. Like, do they tell you who to date to, you know, hearing about, you know, he, he worked out, he was able to work out the deal to get the factories built or whatever. And I think that's the thing that makes the scene heartwarming. So I, yeah, the topical stuff is a questionable, well, that's kind of, I think, isn't that what we're doing as a society now? We're kind of going over everything, not judging. I'm just saying we're kind of going over everything and saying, let's look at this from all angles and not just assume. I think that's the big takeaway. And I, but I think, and I think that scene still works because the underlying um, the underlying message of that scene is, okay, let's just be people and let's just find some common ground. And they were able to find common ground, just hanging out and talking like regular people and playing, you know, playing darts or, you know, pub games or, you know, yard games or something. And I think that's where, for me, where that scene can still hold up today, even if the topical stuff is possibly dated or questionable or however you want to say it. I think the scene is still strong because it, it just does. It shows people, Hey, let's find some common ground. Let's just talk like, you know, we're all kind of the same. We're all, we're all on this planet together. We're all just trying to, you know, do what's best for our, you know, our country and our people and our family and all that kind of thing. So let's just talk. And I think that's, that scene showed that. And I liked, even as a kid, I thought it was very clever and very uh, charming is not the right word, but the, the way the movie ended, you know, where it, it ends up being that, well, okay, there has been somebody else this entire time, but he was too nervous or felt unworthy or, or whatever the case might be, um, that there is a way for Ralph to get out of this um, and also for Britain to be okay going forward because he recognizes when he gives that address to parliament, um, you know, he, he, he makes the comment. He's like, look, I, I'm, I'm not your guy. I'm never going to be your guy, but you have a guy who's going to be fine. And he's going to, he's going to be what you need him to be. Uh, that's not going to be me. So I, I remember as a kid, even thinking like, that's awesome. Like everybody, everybody kind of wins at the end of this, the bad guys get punished he gets to, you know, he gets to be a duke. Um, you know, he he still gets a bit of a title and and still gets to, you know, kind of 
do what he wants to do. He still gets to be a royal in, in a way, but he can marry who he wants to marry. You know, he can play his music, he can do whatever, and then England's got their king that's, you know, he's going to be a he's going to be a, a great uh, example, you know, moving forward. So, and I always like, I always ended up like quoting sometimes the, uh, when you get to that final scene with the Houses of Parliament and uh, and they're carrying the one guy out and everybody's just chanting, shame, shame. I've been several times I've used that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great scene. Not only because he gets up and does his thing, which is, rather out of character just in general like the whole speech is kind of out of character but then yeah that that take on british parliament is always been fun for me because you always hear about how it's not necessarily as buttoned up and decorum based as maybe our legislatures are oh it's i love how robin williams refers to parliament have you ever heard what he calls it I don't think so. He's, he's like, it's the Houses of Parliament. It's Congress with a two-drink minimum. <laughs> I like that. That's good. That's awesome. So that's real. Like, I, that was one of my questions was, okay, so I've seen this portrayal for years. It seems a little over the top, but maybe not so much. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, it's, you know, it, there have been just the, some fun time. I love watching Parliament sometimes just for fun. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, the right honorable gentleman can sit down and shut up. All right, then. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I sometimes I'll joke with the band. Like, I'll say something, and all the kids will be like, wait, what? What? And I'm just like, hey, guys, this isn't British Parliament. Just like, I don't need to hear your response. Let's calm it down there. Yeah. Um, Who was the guy? And they had a guy for a stretch of time. I want to say he was like the, the speaker. He was like Speaker of the House of Parliament. And they had a guy who, oh, I'm trying to remember one of the more recent ones. And he himself was hilarious. Like, and, and he would, like, I want to say even like his oh, voice. Oh, yes. God, they would always name? show clips of him. Yes. Um, yes, I know exactly who you mean. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm totally blanking out on. Let's see if I can find it. Cause yeah, you would always see clips of him on mm-hmm. the um, uh, John Burr, John Burko. Was that him? Yeah, there's a whole like okay. the best ever put downs from House Speaker John Burko. Yes, order, order the best moments from John Burko. Mm-hmm. Burko, Burkow. Yeah, how do you spell his last name? B e r c o w. This is totally the guy. At least I think it is. This is the guy I'm picturing anyway. How about that? Yes, that's him. <laughs> he's he's good. Yep. <laughs> that's worth the Google for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you want to Google, like, yeah, do some of the uh, do some of the like best of John Burkow and yeah, it's it's fun stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Parliament's mm-hmm. Parliament's fun to watch. It's a good time. Well, and it's you know it's funny. This conversation comes up here in my house a lot um the amazing differences between you know we talked about it earlier um with uh just how um different in ratings countries can be but like just the fact that you know we try to be so decorum based and then the countries that have been around for a really long time 
have decided that it doesn't matter any that 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 it doesn't matter that we would rather get up and say what we mean than try to dance around it like a bunch of buttoned up suit wearing fools you know mm-hmm. it's but yet they stick to the powdered wigs i mean these are the things that don't make sense to right me. <laughs> well i mean you got you got to call each other horrible things but you better wear your damn powdered wig <laughs> if you're going to do something like that you got to do it with a little style I suppose. I suppose. All right. Here's I. I did find the video like the the best ever put downs from House Speaker John Burko. Mm-hmm. Order! 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 Just listen to the background noise. Like you would never hear that. Order! The government chief whip has absolutely no business whatsoever shouting from a sedentary position. He order. The honourable gentleman will remain in the chamber. When. Sorry? It still is. Just uh, cross, okay, uh, yeah, I know what I'm doing. And since when an amendment has... Order. Since, uh, I know what I'm doing. That when he turns up at our children's school as a parent, he's a very well-behaved fellow. Be a good boy! Order. Order. I apologise for interrupting the Prime Minister. There is simply far too much noise. The public doesn't like it, and neither do I. Prime this Minister. government... It's just so good. What was it at the one at the end of one of those? He's like, "Be a good boy." Be a good boy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's just so good. That's good stuff, man. <laughs> oh, yes. All right. Is there anything else we want to say about King Ralph before we get into our three questions? Uh, Peter O'Toole's oh. explanation of the monarchy was uh, yes. I thought like like that seemed. To, I mean. I know that's what actors do, but like that seemed to really stick with me. Like I was just like, wow, that is like a real concise in a modern context, yeah. modern ish context. This is where the monarchy fits in, in his estimation. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I was uh wowzers. I was, uh, yeah. I liked that. Heartfelt. I loved her little rhyme about how to remember the, yep. How to remember the Kings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was. There's just a lot of fun, you know. You can't go into all the one-liners in all these movies, but there's a lot of funny stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, when John they go Goodman out of- sneaking out of the castle on a horse. I mean, well, how about when they had to take the car around the parking lot? Oh God, yeah. yes. Yeah. Was he driving in a vet too? It was something fancy. If it was England, I doubt it was a vet. It was probably something I, else. Well, that's what stood gorgeous. out for me. That's what stood out to me. Is like, is that a Corvette? Like, boy, I'm gonna really get that wrong but um it was a fancy car it reminded me if you ever watched the seinfeld comedians and cars getting coffee mm-hmm. he did an interview with president then president obama yes and they had to drive around the you know the uh um, i do remember that that was good uh, uh the white house one of the parking lots in the white house or whatever yeah um so anyways that was that was fun yeah it was it was a it was a fun movie it's a fun movie um, there were a couple things in this one that it was um, actually one of the things I found on IMDb was when they originally wrote the script, they had Bill Murray in mind to play the lead role. Okay. Still be funny, but a very different movie. Very different movie. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Um, 
yeah, this, there were there were just a couple other things about this one. Is um, they, oh, what was it? I, there was one I was looking up. I, I thought was kind of interesting. Um, there's a couple of different things. I, there's the scene where he's, what was it? He was using the yes, yeah, yeah. Here it is. Um, uh, King Ralph cracking nuts with the seal of England is yes. a, is a reference mm-hmm. to Mark Twain's The Prince and the Pauper in which the pauper in that story uses the seal to crack nuts that he sneaked into his room. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. little literary reference here and there. Yeah, they definitely had fun putting this script together. Yeah. I did feel bad that he he was losing his job to Mitzi the psychic chimp. Yeah, (laughs) well, but chimps are cheap. It's true. It's true. All right. Well, I think it's time for... Three questions. He asks each traveler five questions. Three questions. Three questions. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response, were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. All right, question number one. Uh, If you were to become a royal, what would your name be? Like how in this one, they they encourage him to come up with a different name because there's typically not been a Ralph the First. Um, you know, how, how popes and, and kings and queens have to come up with a royal name. What would your royal name be? I think mine, I'd stay pretty close to home. I'd probably just stick with Robert. Okay. I could go with George, but I don't know too much. George, the third references. I just think George is dead. uh, You're, you're pretty, you're pretty safe with, especially if you wanted to be King of Scotland, if you either go Robert or James, you're pretty safe for like the last 100 years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well played. Well played. That's a good one. John, are you going to be King John? No, I'm not. And I explained that to the children is because there's all kinds of not so good connotations of being King John. Yeah. You're the reason that the Magna Carta was brought about. You know, you're Mm -hmm. likely the reason that they referred to the toilet as the John. Um you know, all kinds of other fun stuff. So, no, I would not be going with King And then, John. you know, there's the song from the Robin Hood, the Disney Robin Hood right. alone yeah, just right. does it for me. No, no. So, no, I would not be doing King John. Um, I've decided that my two options are either going to be because there was an actual King Macbeth in Scotland. Okay. Um, so, historically. So, I would go with either Macbeth because I think that's a fun one. Um, or, purely because of Monty Python, I, I would love to be our King Arthur. Mm. Ah, See, I was wondering if you'd go King Wesley. I could do that. I could do that. I'd be fine with that, too. Sort of an homage to the Princess Bride. Mm -hmm. Wesley! As as you wish. Shut up, Wesley. There you go. (laughs) The boy. The boy. You can't can't call me that. You can't tell me to (laughs) shut up. I'm King Wesley. Shut up, Wesley. Shut up, Wesley. (sighs) (sighs) But yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll go either Macbeth or Arthur, King of the Britons. Okay. Could you be King Arthur Macbeth? I mean, can't you have multiple names? Sure. Yes. 
Yeah, could do we, that. We, we could go the uh, Mr. Rogers neighborhood, and I could be King Friday. There you mm-hmm. go. That'd be a good one. Yep, yep, yep. I think that makes a lot of sense. Just not the king from Burger King. He's creepy. Yeah. He is, and he, you know, and he's got. He's creepier. one of those characters that gets creepier, right? Uh-huh. Like, hmm. well, the way they shoot some of the commercials, like when the character he's just like looking, you know, and he's not. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. just yeah. You know. When I feel like I he know. could, you know, when when I feel like I could be watching one of the Conjuring movies, and instead of the creepy <laughs> nun thing that shows up, it's the king from Burger King. I'm like, those two things freak me out. Yeah. And you know the, the demonic nun or the king from Burger King; those are kind of like on the same level, right? Yeah. Right. Pat, would you be King Patrick? I think King Patrick, and yeah. I mean the um, if it's Patrick and Gaelic, well, is Padraig. Padraig, and yeah. so I mean, I think um, that would be cool. Um, I think in um, in in like Latin, you know, if it was Rome, it would be Patricius. Okay. Or Patrick, I'm going to mispronounce. I'm going to mispronounce my own name uh, in Latin, but I think that would that would have a nice ring to it as well. Um, okay, that's another reason I can't do John because in in Latin, John would be spelled with an I. Right, right, and so I mean, I guess I, I would. Uh, yeah, I would stick with Patrick. Um, or you know, like I said, yeah, it's Patricius. Um, either the Latin or the uh, Gaelic pronunciations of it mm-hmm. and i always thought a lot of the caesars in the roman you know they had cool names like add in like maximus right you know yeah i i did find a website that had a bunch of like royal nicknames that are like the un, most unfortunate nicknames mm-hmm. there was a king of bulgaria who was avelo the cabbage mm. i don't know why mm. that was his nickname but, Cabbage. Yeah. That poor man. Louis V, the do-nothing. <laughs> Charles II, the bald. I mean, that's, yeah. all, that's all pretty unfortunate. Yeah, those are those are not so good nicknames. So yeah. I'd stick with Patrick. Patrick? Yeah, okay. I like it. That's a good one. That's where I'm going. Okay. Oh, I just I didn't even think of that one. Nebuchadnezzar. That'd be a fun one. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, just try spelling it, but... Well, yeah. Yeah. King Albert the Peculiar. The Peculiar. <laughs> oh, here's a good one. Alfonso the Slobberer. Mm. <laughs> Poor guy, if your name is Alfonso the Slobberer. Yeah, that's that's not nice. That's unfortunate. Yeah, that's, that's, that kind of, that's that kind of stuff that you, yeah, that's the kind of stuff that you really hope doesn't get passed down through the history books. Mm-hmm. And yet here we are. And, and yet here we are reading it on Wikipedia. Um, all right. So number two, if you could be the monarch of any place, real or fictional, what would you choose? Of course, Nora's immediate response was Hogwarts, Hogwarts and Hogsmeade. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Okay. That's fine. Good. Good. I, yeah, she just won. Well, she used to have, we used to make up when I would tuck her in at night, we, we made up a, a kingdom that was her room and all of her stuffed animals were subjects and they would sometimes revolt because she was a little too heavy handed with them. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we had, she had a bunny. Uh, his name was um, uh, Esteban 
And Esteban the bunny was constantly trying to start a democracy among the stuffed animals in her room, but she was Queen Nora of Neronia. Hmm. Okay. But yes, unfortunately for her, her, her rule was fraught with uh, constant revolts. Um, okay. Because they were, they were always trying to, you know, write up a, a constitution and start a democracy because they felt like she was, you know, maybe lording things over them a bit. So all the stuffed mm-hmm. animals would get together and they, they try to vote and, it didn't always work out very well. Got it. Got it. That's Sounds like of, a rough place. That's that's the kind of stuff we do when we when we tuck people in at night here. Right on. Well, there it is, man. Got it. You know, we, make it happen. We uh, we start the revolution. The revolution <laughs> will be televised. Wasn't that a wasn't that a line from Jack Black in one of his movies? I think so. Something yeah. something like, well, hey. I think it's time to drop my pants and start the revolution. <laughs> Outstanding. All right. Where would you be the monarch of? You know, it's one of those things. If you're looking for a real place, I think something simple yet fun like Monaco would be nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, as soon as you make like fictional places, Wakanda would be fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some mm-hmm. appropriation concerns there, but I'm thinking just yeah. that place with all that, with all those toys would be amazing. Yeah. Um, Narnia wouldn't be bad. Yeah. A good one. I was expecting a response. One. I was expecting a response that I'm not getting here. Oh. Mm. I was kind of hoping somebody would burst into a song. I am the monarch of the sea. Oh. I am, no? Okay. Uh, yeah, I suppose I suppose that would have been good, too. A little, little too <laughs> bit of a deep cut there? No. There's no King Sala the first? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my, my needs are simple. Um, Scotland. Yeah, King of Scotland. So that was that was almost a Lex Luthor reference. My needs are simple. Australia. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. I uh I'd like an island, little out of the way island. Okay. Australia? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, no, I don't want to. They already got a whole thing going on. They got a whole thing set up and all that. I don't want to get in the way with that. This would have to be, you know, just my own place. Well, they're, they're peopled entirely of criminals, so you might not want to be there. <laughs> there it is. There it is. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I'd want to be. I don't, I, I don't know if I'd want, like, I don't know if I'd want to be in charge of any big, I don't know if I'd want to be king. Well, you know. <laughs> I'd, have to, I'd have to think about it. So I'm, I'm, my brain is bouncing all over the place, and uh, I'm just not locking it in, whether it's realistic or fictional or, yeah. you know, um, the uh, woodland elves from the uh, um, Lord of the Rings, yeah. you know that'd be that'd be a pretty cool place. Yeah, that'd be a pretty there cool place. Go. Maybe I'll go with that one. Okay. Yeah, I think that would be. I think we'll we'll stick with that. We'll keep it fictional because realistically, yeah, I'm having a hard enough time keeping the lawn mowed at my place here. You know, like well, that's true. you know, obviously if I was king, I'd get other people to do it. You but, would have people you know, for that. 
that just doesn't feel real right. You know, if you were if you need the lawn mode and you were king, you could get Val Kilmer to do it. Yeah, yeah. I know. I I don't know. It's hard for me to get he's, into that mindset. He's been, he's been doing it for years, listening to our show. So I'm sure he'd be. Happy I yeah, there it is. Yeah. All right, There's question. always one question every couple of weeks that just I go way too serious. On. That's all right. That's all right. I got to say, like, the Roman Empire. There you go. Sparta. That would be pretty cool. There you go. This yeah. is Sparta. <laughs> and you could just, yeah, you could just walk out of the throne room, like, you know, every every couple of days or so and be like, this is Sparta. Yeah. That's all I had to say. I'm just, just going to go back. I'm going to go back because, in. Why not? Just, just making a quick announcement. better to just, do. Just in case anybody wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a little reminder. Right. Right. All right. Well, question number three. If you traveled to London, what's the first thing you would do? I'm going to the Globe. There you go. Never did get to see a show there. That would be... would love to see a show there. Yeah. That would be a thing, man. Yeah. First thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go get some good fish and chips. Mm. But yes, then probably go to the club. My guess is you can probably do both. I, probably, yeah. At the same place. Oh, yeah. You might have to do it in like wrapped in newspaper and eat. Oh, absolutely. You know, standing, but that's okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's drowned. sort of the game, right? If it's not wrapped in newspaper, it's not it's real. Wrapped in newspaper, drowned in vinegar. Yeah. Yeah, the drowning in vinegar, I can do a little vinegar, but there's a line. Yeah. But I do like me a good fish fry. Yeah. I would, if I could travel back in time, because when we were watching the um, Alien movies, I found a YouTube video of the Alien War exhibit that they used to have in London, where it was like Mm. like a a little uh, tour that you would go through, and it was like, it was as if you were in one of the movies. Um and they had somebody in an alien costume that would like jump out and grab people and pull them through the wall <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, if I could time travel to 1992 in London, that would be the first thing I'd do. But yes, okay. I would love I would love to see a show at the Globe. Never did get a chance to see that. Pat, what about you? If you're going to London, what's the first thing you're doing? Uh, there's a motorcycle museum of London and biking history and all that kind of stuff. And to be honest, I like, I didn't, couldn't do that off the top of my head. I actually kind of, when I saw the questions, I kind of went into, started planning a trip to London. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, that'd be cool. Oh, check this out. Oh, wow. Look. So I think that'd be the first thing I do. That's nice. kind of the typical first thing I do. Usually when I go anywhere is are there motorcycle museums Are there big factories? Yeah. Are there rentals? Are there, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I'd go check that out. Cause that's that's my dilemma now is that we're planning a we're kind of we're planning a Scottish vacation in mm-hmm. a couple of years for our 20th anniversary. And that was kind of part of it is, all right, well, we're planning to go to Scotland and we probably have only got like a week. So within that week, can we sneak down to London? And is London really a place you can just sneak to, mm-hmm. you know, because London like London needs like its own week. Especially yeah. because I would want to take the kid, like I'd want to show the kids where I lived, where I went to school, mm-hmm. like all that other stuff. Um, right. But yeah. So I right, trying to work that out. That's hard. And I mean, I, I mean, I've been fortunate to have gone to a couple places in Europe and, and all that, not 
extensively traveled by any means and not long, but it's like, yeah, whenever you're talking like, Hey, we're going here and how long, and it's just like, dude, you could spend four months there. Oh yeah. You could live there for a year, you know, and one of our trips to France, we spent two days just in the Louvre. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, and, and we still didn't even see everything. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, the, the one thing, the one thing that I probably, let's see, is that, when was that? I'm trying to think. There was one other thing that I was like, oh man, if I was in London, I would absolutely totally do this. Um, and I'm trying to remember when it shut down the tower records music store. Ah. In Piccadilly Circus. I love that place. It was a huge music store. And that was always our last stop when we'd go to London, you know, for a, a Saturday or something like that. And we'd spend the day down in the city. Um, there was a tube station in the basement of the tower records that would get you back to um, the train station that we needed to then catch our train to get back to the, the town where we lived. Mm -hmm. And so that was always our last stop. Whatever we would do in London, we'd end up back in Piccadilly Circus. Um, kind of like Leicester Square, Piccadilly Circus area. There was a little shop we'd go to in the shopping area called the Trocadero. Uh, there was a little candy mm -hmm. store. It was one of those where you get like a little bag and you, you know, put all the candy in and you weigh it and that's what you pay. Um, so nearly every time we went to London, that was our, that was like our last step. It was go there. Each of the kids in the family gets a bag of candy that you can have on the train on the way home. And then we'd stop for a little bit in Tower Records. My dad would buy way too many CDs. I'd be mm -hmm. checking out the uh, Guns N' Roses t-shirts that my mom would let me buy. And, uh, you know, I, I would love to, if that music store was still there, I would love to go to that music store again. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Sometimes when I go place, I just want to like, where would I first go? I go out for a walk. Yeah. You know, I just like to scope the scene and just try to, you know, observe and ch check it out and all that kind of thing. That'd be fun too. Yeah. Now I'm planning a vacation. There you go. So if anybody has any uh, vacation or, or, or travel advice, please attach it to a PlayStation 5 and send it to the mm -hmm. show, uh, Care of mm -hmm. Patrick Canigallo. Mm-hmm. Please do. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the 30-something movie podcast. Uh, King Ralph was this one. Uh, if you want to find out more about our show, you can head over to 30podcast.com. Uh, we also are a member of the Scene Stealers podcast network, um, scene stealers is uh, they've they're an international convention agent they've got a top class roster of movie and tv stars ready to be booked for your comic-con or event so for more information go ahead and check them out at www.scenestealersglobal.com uh was a fun thing on the um on adam he's the guy that runs scene stealers on his twitter account the other day he was taking a picture or he posted up a picture of i think it was maybe a couple years ago now um how he got to meet alan silvestri when they were really? doing something, he was doing something related to a, a Back to the Future thing, and I think he got to meet Alan Silvestri and, and just talk to him for a minute. And I was like, "All right, that's pretty cool." Yeah. So I saw no he, kidding. he posted that the uh, the other day, and I was like, "All right, that's cool." That's very cool. Uh, but yeah, we are thirty podcastcom All the different social medias, we are thirty podcast three zero podcast. Typically on there, um, from our website, you can. Uh, become a Patreon co-executive producer with us. If you join us at any level on there, you get access to the monthly special episodes we do. Um, we might have a couple of extra things, you know, coming out during the summertime. 
Uh, but typically there's some monthly stuff there. There's some other benefits on there as well if you choose to join us at particular levels there. Um, and then also uh, we've got Out By Now will be our voting form for 1992 movies. So head on over to 30podcast.com slash vote. And there's a Google form there that you can use to vote on some of the possible movies for next year and just uh, you know throw that out there as, as some, some suggestions as to what you would like to hear us talk about for the upcoming year of, of uh, 2022 and uh, 1992. So, so that is out there. That's on our website. Our next episodes coming up are uh, The Commitments is coming next week, as well as Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves after that. Hook is going to finish out the month of July. Our July Patreon episode is our Heir to the Empire, the Thrawn trilogy of books um, that we talked about. We had a good time. We've already recorded that one, so we had a great time talking about that one. That one's going to be coming out here in just a couple of weeks. Um, August, we're going to be talking Terminator 2, Judgment Day, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, uh, and Suburban Commando. And then our Patreon for August is Stripes from 1981. And then if you're looking a little bit further ahead, we've got September is going to be Jungle Fever, White Fang, Dead Again, Frankie and Johnny, Beauty and the Beast, and our Patreon for that one will be My Dinner with Andre from 1981. So we got a lot of good stuff coming up over the next couple of months or so. So we, we always enjoy having you all here. A special thanks to our Patreon co-executive producers that are with us all the time. Um, and, and thank you to all of you for listening. Um, another way you can support us is share the show with a friend. If you've got somebody who's got a long drive ahead of them or, you know, you think they'd enjoy listening to a bunch of guys talk about uh, 80s and 90s movies, let them know. We've got plenty of episodes in the back catalog uh, if you're looking for something to listen to. So, um, as always, thank you, Bo. Thank you, Pat. Thank you, John. Thank you, John. Right. We will see you all back here next week. We're going to jump over just a little bit, and we'll head over to Ireland next week. So we'll see you back here for the commitments.